0: Other people can get the mind into deep jhana, but we still hear the world outside. So that's not one of the. Whether or not your ears go silent when you're practicing is not a measure of whether you've actually gotten into right concentration or not. something it can also be in the ridge of a roof it can be the tip like the tip of your tongue in fact there's a great passage where they're talking about how monks in the future will be searching out the aga of flavors the utmost flavor with that That's, that's the meaning of aga that's used here. So you have minds gathered into one. This is confirmed by sort of everyday usage of the term. If you look at passage 5 the word is talking about In contempt, you hold yourself in contempt. In other words, the speaker, the speaker, I don't trust the speaker at all. Doesn't know what he or she is talking about, or well, the talk, talk is a lousy talk. You hold yourself in contempt. In the words, so he's talking about this amazing There's never the word bare attention, as I said last night, never appears in the Bali Canon. He talks about appropriate attention or inappropriate attention. Inappropriate attention is any kind of way of paying attention to things or questions that will not lead you to the end of suffering, whereas appropriate attention is we're thinking about things and framing the issues in terms that will lead to the end of suffering. So in other words, you're not asking the right questions of yourself. Okay, if, you listen to these fi- if you have any of these five qualities, you're not going to get to the Dharma talk. Or if you have the five opposite, you don't hold the talk in contempt, you don't hold the speaker in contempt, you don't hold yourself in contempt. You listen to the Dharma with an unscattered mind, a mind gathered into one, and you attend appropriately. Now, sometimes your one point in us being defined to the extent that you can't, your mind is such a single point that you can't sense your body, you can't think, you can't hear anything outside. But here it's actually talking about you're listening to somebody giving a talk, you're thinking about the when you get when you start seeing the, the Buddha's images for the mind in the state of jhana. He keeps talking about this full body awareness, you're aware of the pleasure fills the whole body, you're aware of the whole body. That's not one point, it's a whole body awareness that we're getting up to here. Whether there's there may be one center but with reference to the world. This is a description of what you're doing when you're trying to get the mind concentrated. You focus on one topic in and of itself, like the breath. You uh, subdue greed and distress. I've got a real problem with spoonerisms. Um, You subdue greed and distress with reference to the world. or being non-judgmental, it means remembering something. You're tr- remembering, in this case, to keep the mind with the breath. You're also remembering what, what the mind is not gathered to the, to the breath. Recognize that as a state of mind you do not want to develop. And try to figure out, okay, what can I do? What can I change to get the mind to be more centered on the breath? What have I done in the past? So then you apply that. Then you're alert to what's actually going on. And particularly you're alert to what you're doing, the results that you can. in the present moment. And then finally, you're ardent. If you see you're, you're doing something unskillful, you try your best to, you know, in other words, engage in right effort, which is to get rid of the unskillful quality, make sure it doesn't come back, and try to, de- to develop a skillful quality in its place. Now, you notice there are four frames of reference here there's the body in and of itself, feelings, mind, mental qualities in and of themselves. And as we mentioned last night, when you're focused on one, it's hard not to have the others to be a feeling, either of ease or dis-ease that's associated with the breath. You're also going to be noticing, what is my mind state right now? Is it centered on the breath, or is it beginning to wander around? And when you're getting the mind to concentration, these are the three things you have to bring together, body, feeling, you're trying to create a feeling of ease and filling the body, and your awareness stays with the body, fills the body, so you're trying to get all three of those together. And then the list of mental qualities is basically the Buddha's list of things to remind yourself If things are not going well, what can you bring to bear on the concentration so you can make it better? When it is going well, what can you bring to bear to make sure that it stays? So all four frames of reference are involved. of mental qualities are primarily either they negative or they're positive. and so if you learn how to recognize if there's something wrong with my mind go back and look what other individual qualities that might be making it making it you know, continuing to make it unskillful once it becomes skillful kind of how your own checklist. Things that work, things that don't work. So that's what that frame of reference is for. And these are four areas that you will bring to bear. The first three are basically what you're trying to get together, body, feeling, and mind. And then ultimately when you get into sermon practice and you're trying to separate those, but first you got to bring them together so they're right there present together. Thank you. Drama- it you. Because- anything that has anything to do with reference to the world outside i don't need that right now my frame of reference is But you do find more which he divided into four tetrads. And it's not the case that you do one and then you do two and three and four and then five. It's, it's not a linear progression. Th- the four tetrads are things that you will be gathering, you will be doing, working with all the time. Simply, so the question is, which of the four will you be emphasizing? The first one has to do with the body. The second one has to do with feelings. third has to do with your mind state. You sit down. feeling of ease right away you've got three f- right there and then the fourth one has to do with okay what do I have to let go if I'm going to get the mind to settle down more, more, f- more fully and so here the is talking about the four tetras in the context of those four frames of reference so the first one is just notice when you're breathing in long notice when you're breathing in short and then John Lee would add notice when you're breathing in which 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 feels better Sometimes you get to the point where the sensation of the in-and-out breathing stops. Now this may have to do with the fact that when the body the breath energies in the body are all connected, there must be some oxygen exchange at your skin, the pores First, sensitive to rapture, then sensitive to pleasure. Breathe in and out, sensitive to mental fabrication. Now, mental fabrication is feelings and perceptions. So you to notice, okay, how do these feelings have an effect on my mind? And how do my perceptions of the breath? Wagon going down the road, and as soon as something appears in your line of sight, it's going away. You hold that perception in mind, and it became a lot easier to take. So, these are some of the ways you work with pain. Once, give yourself one, give yourself another foundation, and then two, ask yourself questions of how am I perceiving the pain? Because it's the perceptions that are creating the the bridge between the physical pain. Bridges. And it has this shape, and I've been passing it on, passing it on, passing it on, and it's like the time. And so you can say, I don't have to pass this on. I'll just be with the sensation in the present. I'll allow it to pass away. If it comes back, okay, I'll allow it to pass away. That's sending the a different message. In your relationship to the pain, the actual physical, what it actually feels like is going to change. have to do with once you've found what's going on with the mind, there are three things you might have to do with it. Basically, how you how you release the mind from something. First, you focus on inconstancy, and here, inconstancy stands for all the drawbacks you can see about a particular mind state. It, it's, it's, it's kind of a code word for the various perceptions you can apply to that mind state to see that it ha- does have its drawbacks. So you could, you could focus on the stressfulness. You could focus on the fact that it's not self. You see it arises, it's not just arising, you also see what's causing it to arise. What is it that sparks it to begin with? You you find yourself that you have a sudden desire for alcohol. Well, what sparked the desire for alcohol? Was it a, a sensation in the body? Was it a perception of yourself as being oppressed? You're, you'd say, why am I doing this? And you have to trace it back. Well, what was it that first started me thinking this this? Give in right now. You give in. But if you begin to see, oh, this comes and it goes and it comes and it goes. And the reason it seems stronger when it comes back is I've changed the way I breathe around it. think of anything except my grief over my son. He looked at me and said, you're just saying that to impress the other people around you. so solid and they're not quite so solid (laughs) so you see it come you see it go when it comes what is the allure why do you go for it we talked about this a little last night and sometimes the allure will be something that you don't like to admit to yourself you have your stupid reasons for lust you have your stupid reasons for anger and you don't admit them to yourself but you you really look at them and say okay i go for this because Two is something we tend to hide. Part of the mind to say, "Look, I don't know what's going to happen, but I do know if something bad happens, I'm going to need a lot of mindfulness. I'm going to need a lot of alertness. Let's work on that. That's my preparation." Okay. Then the fifth step, once you've gone through this comparison between allure and drawbacks, is dispassion, which is the next step here. After you've you've seen the drawbacks, you say, I'm, "I'm." Explains the first tetrad of breath meditation and is, as an example of mindfulness immersed in the body. Here again, we're seeing how concentration practice and Physical body, and you keep going with the physical body, and you get the mind in the states of jhana. Okay, quite secluded from sensuality, secluded from unskillful dharmas. Sensuality here, as I said earlier, is your fascination with thinking and uh, thoughts about sensual pleasures, your fantasies, the way you dress things up to yourself. But this pleasure is going to be really great. I am going to enjoy this. I am going to enjoy that. Well, maybe let's go back and change this so it's, it goes this way you can you can think about these things Someone were to come and say you are not allowed to think about pizza at all, you know, <laughs> you'd rebel. <laughs> no, the precepts don't. The precepts let you think about pizza as much as you want. <laughs> you say, okay, I can take the precepts as long as I get to. Think the mind from that kind of thinking okay. in other words sometimes this is translated secluded from sensual pleasures and it makes it sound you've got to go into a, got to go into a prison cell in order to do a no, you can be surrounded by a nice setting but it's your mind that you've got to watch out for the mind is fascinated with thinking thoughts about sensual pleasures you say for the time I'm going to drop that They didn't have bars of soap. They would have a kind of a powder that they make into a dough, which you would then kind of rub over your body when you took a bath. And so, just as you're making bread, you sprinkle the flour with the water until you it, until the, the entire ball of flour is forms a ball, basically, and it's moisture, it's moisturized, but it's So anyway, that's, that's a jhana that they're talking about. It's just that it seemed, you know, because they were doing a kind of a, what they called a positive practice leading up to it, this must be a, a stage of, a, of insight. Where it's actually, okay, it's something that you fabricated. And if you're doing this with a conscious think, a conscious think, kind of putting this together, then you understand the processes of fabrication in the mind a lot better. You're more sensitive to it, so that when something comes there's something wrong here. It's like you've lived in this tiny little shack. And all of a sudden, you've got this much nicer house. And when you first move into the house, Thank you. still have a little perception that keeps you there. Remember this, you're letting go of verbal fabrication, which is full sentences. But you still have that A lake with spring water welling up from within, having no inflow from the east, west, or north, or south, with the skies supplying abundant showers time and again, so that the cool fount of water welling up from within the lake would permeate and pervade the views and fill it with. Cool in the midst of all this. things anymore you don't have to see what, what can i do more to fill more energy in you don't have to do that anymore so you can stop the thinking and you're just there and in the beginning it's, it feels a little bit this is another place where pl- people get disoriented because you're used to talking to yourself about this and adjusting this now you're just there and you're trying to maintain your sense of balance being just there which is why the buddha sometimes says there's you have you can end your direct thought but there's a little bit of a." still good.